What up, everybody? Welcome to this episode of the Man Cave Podcast, brought to you by our good friends from Hy-Vee and Toys and Ford over there. Appreciate you uh, checking us out. If you are a regular listener, welcome back. If you're new, hopefully we can keep you staying. Otherwise, we're not going to invite our guests back uh, if you're not going to keep coming back after listening to this episode. You have uh, you probably know him if you listen to the uh, morning show, A. Aaron, otherwise yes. No Idea. No Idea. Also, happy belated birthday. I hey, saw thanks, man. Too, I know. Just a few days thanks. ago, so... <laughs> Welcome back, man. It's good to see you. It's, it's been a while. Bit, it's been a while. I like yeah. what you've done with the place since I've, you know. I tried to downgrade a little bit, or not downgrade, declutter. Yeah. Declutter. Simplify. I need, like, some hunting stuff in here, though. Yeah. That's the one thing that's kind of missing. You, you, but you got here, the but... basics. You got mm-hmm. you got the schedules up, which is good. So. Yeah. Need the buck schedule up, though. Yeah. Got to take down that brewer one now. And that <laughs> that's just a reminder that we don't need of uh. up there. So... Well, how are you, are you getting out to the woods at all? You know, I know we're going to talk a little football here coming up, but yeah. Uh, yeah, been, been going out. Uh, we've been out. We've yeah. been out. We've been up to the cabin, cutting some wood, getting some trail cameras out. Got mm-hmm. some uh, trail cameras out in August, but you know, it's just been yeah, it's been one of those years where it's been a quiet year on the cameras. Yeah, a lot of doe, like you and I were talking before. A mm-hmm. lot of doe fawns. You know, we have a couple nice bucks, but yeah, now is yeah. now with that. You know, with the cold. The, the colder temperatures now is when I really like to get in there. Mm-hmm. Not when it's 80 degrees. Exactly. Mosquitoes. Yeah. But, That's... yeah, sun sun's getting out. You know, my son and I have been getting out there, and my mm-hmm. daughter is bugging me to get into hunter safety. Nice. I, to- I told her I won't let her go hunting until she does hunter mm-hmm. safety. So so we got her all signed up for that. And, awesome. Yeah, so pretty soon here I'll just be a glorified guide. <laughs> <laughs> that will be my hunting for the next, I don't know, 10 years. 10 years, years yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, hey, before, uh, in, in case of these, we got some new listeners, uh, no idea. Uh, I want to kind of re- kind of preview that again. I know we have yeah. in the past, but just in case we've got some uh, new listeners here, you and your brother uh, kind of do this. It's a video series yep. up on, on YouTube uh, over there. I love it. Um, just give everybody a little bit of a, a background and where they could find these videos and, and what's kind of the uh, the goal uh, of, of what no idea is for everybody. Yep. No Ideas, our YouTube channel. Uh, it came, uh, it started in uh, 2020 during COVID, mm-hmm. just something for us to do. And um, the whole premise of it, our background is my brother and I have no idea <laughs> what we are doing when it comes to the outdoors, but we are passionate mm-hmm. about the outdoors. We enjoy the outdoors from hunting to fishing to um, uh, even even outdoors of just sitting around drinking some brewskis and, and mm-hmm. grilling and smoking something on a on a smoker. So uh, you've done those tomahawks. Yeah, I did tomahawk steaks from yeah. Jacobsons, and yep. that was amazing. Um, my brother's really into that kind of uh, yeah, grills and mm-hmm. and smokers. So and really all it is 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 capturing our outdoor adventures, uh, and then also doing just you know reviewing products, outdoor yeah. products, getting out there and. Uh, reviewing those things and and just sharing our passion but with with the understanding that what you're going to watch we have no idea what we're doing mm-hmm. so yeah well, it's a play on words you do some awesome stuff too because i know it was about maybe a little less than a month ago hunt of a lifetime yeah hunt of a lifetime you guys do north. a lot with that with them too yeah we partnered with them uh and uh game warden uh perry uh he he we connected with him and hunt of a lifetime is it's coming up on 20 years now and it's an opportunity for uh hunters 
uh, youth hunters in particular who can't really access the woods because of um, just their physical capability. Mm-hmm. Uh, most have been diagnosed with uh, cancer or some form of life-altering something. Um, and and this is an opportunity for them to get up into the North Woods, into Sawyer County, uh, and hunt. They get to they get to hunt. They get to harvest three animals: a bear, a buck, and a doe. Oh wow! Yep. And they only bring two two youth on e- or two youth on each hunt every year. Okay. And I mean they they wine and dine the families. It's really cool. It's a whole family event and. And they, it's just, it's so awesome and it's very powerful. Mm -hmm. And so we had a t-shirt designed and made uh, from them Cooley boys who helped us with it. We collaborated with them, Mm -hmm. sold the t-shirts and the proceeds went to Hunt of a Lifetime. And we were able to drop drop off this, this, uh, last month, we were able to drop off a $1,400 check. That's awesome. Yeah. It's pretty cool. And they have, um, one of the, one of the things that the money will go towards is, they have these guns. It's called the suck and blow, I think it is, uh, for kids that just they can't pull a trigger, mm-hmm. and so it's a straw, and okay. um, uh, they can they blow into the straw if they want to uh, discharge the firearm, okay. uh, shoot at a shoot at an animal. So it's I mean it is phenomenal, and it was really cool because when we went up there this year, uh, we went to their banquet at the end of the hunt, mm-hmm. and got all the families from the previous years uh, come back to this and. There were some testimonies from families whose children were a part of Hunt of a Lifetime, but are now, you know, have mm-hmm. died since. And it's just, it was really moving. I was like, holy yeah. cow, I, d- I didn't anticipate such an emotional uh, event, but it just shows what it, what it means. So Hunt of a Lifetime, it's awesome. We still have t-shirts left. So if, so if, mm-hmm. if anybody wants to go and purchase some t-shirts at noidea.tv, they can jump on and, and purchase a TV or a, a T-shirt, and the proceeds will still go to that. So, awesome! Yeah, it was great. Give me some info. So for backyard dreams, that sounds like something we should be yeah. donating to. To yeah, so we'll, absolutely I'll get the information absolutely. for that. It's, so, it's pretty cool. That's awesome. That's 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 fantastic. Job well done to you guys over Why, there. Why? Thank you. That's thank awesome. You. <laughs> uh, so we are definitely in the in the middle of hunting season, but uh, we've got a game we got to talk yeah. about uh, tonight here. Tonight. Uh, what has been your early, cause I know you, you are very, I think, is it fair to say you are opinionated when it comes to the Packers or sports, right? Yeah. yeah. You've got, you got some things to say sometimes, right? Couch coach. <laughs> I'm a great, I like my, yeah. My brother's always like couch coach. He, uh, yeah. I'm a good couch coach. I like that. It's a different play than armchair quarterback or anything yeah. like that. That's, yeah. I might couch, steal that yeah. from you. Make a good hat. Uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Uh, what have been your impressions so far from Jordan Love in the first few games? Before, because we're recording this before the Raider game, so yep. your first few, four games. What are we, yeah, four games, and I think after tonight we can kind of say it's the quarter, right? Yep. I think, I, I think he's, he's, um, he's impressed me more than I anticipated. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think, I think as a Packer fan, we can be, we can be rest assured that we're – I think we're good to go for the next, who knows, the foreseeable future. It's mm-hmm. not – I don't see anything in it that would make me want to be like, oh, my God, we're going to need to tank here in the next couple of years to draft right. a quarterback. I don't think that. I think I think we're in a good spot with our quarterback. I would – tonight, I, I guess after tonight, what I'd like to see is him starting to hit some of those, I don't know, 20, 30-yard shots. shots yeah. yeah, the deep yep. shots, you know, where where you have, uh, you have Musgrave coming down the seam. Yep. I mean, hit him. Yep. I, I'd like to, and I'm not saying, you know, I'm not saying 
you know, every time, mm-hmm. like a, compared to Aaron Rodgers. Right. But at least start hitting some of those a little bit more consistently, mm-hmm. you know. And so with Jordan Love, I've, I keep having to remind myself that I went into the season thinking we need to tamp down our expectations of our offense. Yep. So, um, so I'm excited to see that and to see him keep progressing each, each game. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think, um, I also don't think that some of the game planning has been helping him either, especially like, especially last week. Mm-hmm. Um, with that uh, Detroit debacle, is yeah. that what we can call it? I think so. It was so. a debacle. Yep. I I don't think they game plan. I don't think the game plan helped him one bit. When you come out and you start firing nine nine consecutive, what was it? Nine consecutive passes Some or ridiculous, something? Yeah. You know, and you have your two playmakers back, Christian Watson and Jones, and they don't even. I mean, Jones didn't get a touch until like the fifth series. Yeah. I'm Especially like, when you start deep in <laughs> Detroit's territory after an interception. Yeah. You don't, you don't run the ball once. Yeah. So Down I don't there, think that helped him mm-hmm. at all. But, I agree. You know, I'm, I'm just excited. I yeah, that's probably the best way. I'm excited, uh, just after what I've seen in the last four, uh, four weeks mm-hmm. with with him. So I would agree with you. Like and and like I didn't know what to really expect, but I wanted to have those lower expectations. I do wonder, and I think we've seen them a little bit more now. But like how it went with Chicago in Week One, did people all of a sudden? Not everybody, but some fans' expectations grew yeah. so much after a week. Now it's like so high, where it's like, oh gosh, you know what's wrong with him? You know, we were talking completion percentage, and like you said, I totally agree. He's got to hit, you know, some of those seam routes mm-hmm. to keep everybody honest. Yeah, I yep. mean, you got to hit the plays if they're open, yeah. you know, sort of thing. I just, yeah, I think, I think, I think after the Chicago game, we said, oh my god, you know, mm-hmm. our expectations all of a sudden were like. Uh, like a typical Aaron Rodgers year. Right. We're like, all right, here we go. But I think um, <laughs> I think we just didn't realize how bad Chicago is. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah, they won last week, right? Yeah, yeah. or Thursday. They Thursday. won Thursday. Yep. Um, but they're just, they're just bad. They're bad. I mean, they're it's a really dumpster bad. down there. Mm-hmm. And so I don't think we fully understood that. And so our expectations got a little bit unrealistic. So, mm-hmm. um, and I think they came crashing down the following, you know, the following week in Atlanta. Although they should have had that one, mm-hmm. they should have had that one. So again, that was some play calling. But, anyways, yeah. I th- so I, I've always had to remind myself to tamp down my expectations. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's the defense. I. That's the one that I. Uh, I I just don't get it. I don't know if you're like me, but I feel like I've normally been kind of patient with like coordinators or coaches or whatever. But for this year, I'm I don't know if I'm just being more impatient or I'm more frustrated. Yeah. Because I look at how much they've invested in, like picks, you know, first round picks or even contracts and at, these look like they should be really good players, right? Like it should be a good but for whatever reason, it's just not working again and i don't right. know if that's the the scheme you know the the play calls the coaching are the players maybe not as good as we initially thought i feel like maybe now i'm more frustrated about this defense than i think i've been in years past if that's fair to yeah. kind of accurate yep yep i i i think well first of all with barry i mean his the whole body of work mm-hmm. when you look at the history of his coaching right I mean, it's not it's nothing to there's be there's nothing to be bragging about, about. yeah <laughs> 
Um, and then I think, you know, we're going into season three and it's the same. Mm-hmm. We're hearing the same thing. Well, we got to fix it. We got to fix it. Okay. So what are you going to do to fix it? Cause nothing's changing. Right. Um, you know, and then, and then after the Detroit game, uh, his press conference on Monday didn't, I mean, <laughs> I wasn't too excited hearing him say, you know, well, if we knew what it was, we'd fix it or, or then, and then on top of it, he's like, everything's on the table. We got to, and I'm like, what? There's nothing there that makes me feel like no. it's going to get fixed. It feels it's like it's chaos a little and, bit. And I think it's a good question. Cause it's like, you know, it's not scheme, it's players. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, uh, Vic Ketchman, who used to write for the Packers, he would yep. always say that it's a, it's, it's not the players, the players make the plays, but it, you know, uh, it's not the scheme. It's the players in the scheme. And is it a scheme thing? Uh, because I question that after the Detroit game because they, I mean, two down linemen and you're trying to stop, right? you know, you're trying to stop the run. Well, that's not going to stop the run. Right. But then they tell you, well, we had to stop the pat. And it's like, well, you got to stop something. You got to yeah. do something. But there was times where I saw, you know, posts on Twitter, you know, where they're showing screen grabs of the defense pre-snap. And it's like, you're going to stop the run with two down, three down, mm-hmm. and no one's crashing the line of scrimmage. And there, it was that touchdown with Montgomery where he would, I mean, he walked in. Yeah. It's like, well, of course. So I'm like, that's scheme. Mm-hmm. That's you, you, you're not putting your best players in a position to make a play. So right. um, I'm struggling with the defense because I don't know if you remember this. I think it was after the first OTAs or something in May. And uh, they were interviewing Barry, and Barry said, no, this year we have to come out hot and yeah. aggressive in week one. We can't wait until week 10. Like they and did last year. Like they did last year, yep. and that to, to get going and to get rolling. And that stuck with me. And now I'm, I'm stepping, you know, I'm sitting back, and I'm like, okay, Chicago is great, but like I said, Chicago's bad. Right. They're, they're just bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I'm looking like, man, we've had six, six just horrendous quarters mm-hmm. uh, both offense and defense but i i'm just losing faith in mm-hmm. barry and i don't know what you do um and because in fairness to barry it also doesn't help when you do you know consistently three and outs and you're taking a minute and a half off the clock right and you're not giving your defense rest and you're giving them short field at mm-hmm. that i'm not yeah know. there's there's a little bit of a hand in hand there too you you know the the three and out the short quick and the negative plays on, yeah. on offense all the time too yeah that's obviously not helping out that group and you yeah. know being able to maybe adjust or talk to your coaches or figure out what's kind of yeah. going on or that you know that sort of stuff you mentioned those those screen grabs i don't know if you saw the same one too it was like the shell defense it was like on a third and yes. something and it's like yeah why the hell are you doing that yeah. <laughs> you know that sort of thing yeah, I just, yeah you just don't i don't get it yeah i and i just and to me I wonder is Matt Lafleur if we, and I know we got to take you know comments and pressers with a grain of salt sometimes, but when Matt Lafleur goes out there and says you know we got to do something different because if we keep doing you know the same thing with no results that's insanity. Insanity, yep. Is he at the point now where he's got to micromanage his yeah. defensive corner? Because if you're at that point where you're an offensive-minded head coach and you now you're micromanaging, that's got to be like the last straw. I would think at some point. I don't know if it'll be the last yeah. straw this year or next year or. But the fact now that I, I feel like he's kind of saying now I've got to micromanage this. Right, right. Well, and and I mean he attached. I mean he connected himself to Joe Barry. I mm-hmm. think when he didn't make a move in the off season. Yep. So I think um, 
he's he had it'd be it'd be it'd be awesome to be a fly on the wall in those meetings yeah. coaches meetings because um uh lafleur has to be feeling the heat he he just mm-hmm. has to and he has to be feeling like the tension between joe barry and him and and like dude we have to do something we because mm-hmm. um i think it was both the new orleans detroit and even atlanta uh it was an indictment on barry just the amount of yards that were racked up on the ground yeah i mean that you just can't keep doing that mm-hmm. so i think he's got a i think he's got a micromanage because again he didn't make a change when most people felt like he should have made a change in the offseason right. on, on his defensive coordinator. So now you're kind of like, well, what do you do? In-season changes, do they ever work? I don't know. That's mm-hmm. debatable. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, you, you, would, you would hope he's feeling the pressure. Right. And I know there's that talk. I don't know if it's actually coming from his side or if it's just, again, the, the Twitter experts – that well, he probably doesn't want to let go of his third defensive coordinator. To to be fair, he inherited Mike Patton. Mm-hmm. You know he, that yep. wasn't his hire, and it kind of sounded like that was, hey, you want the job, but you got to keep Mike Patton yep. over there. And yes, he did let him go. So I mean, this was o- really his only defensive coordinator hiring yep. was was Joe and it, Barry. And, and if you remember, I don't think this this wasn't his first choice, right? Right. I mean, he it wanted was, Leonard. Uh, yeah. And Jimmy Leonard took his name out of the running. Yeah, so it's kind of so that's kind of awkward. Yeah, and then you're with Joe Barry, and I just can't get past Joe Barry being the uh, he was the defensive guru behind the 0 and 16 Detroit, mm-hmm. right? So yep. you're always like, ah. And this he, is his third stick because he was in Washington too. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if you listened to this pod. It was a play callers podcast. It was done this offseason. It was McVay, Shanahan, LaFleur, Mike McDaniel, all those four, and they kind of talked, interviewed those coaches, their philosophy and that. And they talked about defense, and they talked about how a lot of those guys now hiring defensive coordinators to stop their, their particular offense, and they used, you know, Matt LaFleur hiring Joe Barry as an example. You know, he goes, he's familiar with that offense. He can stop that style of offense because he worked under yeah. Sean McVay and – and all that sort of stuff. And I'm like, but if that was the main reason why, was that still the best choice? Right. Yeah, you know, that that to me I then I look at what like San Francisco's doing. They're flooding in new defensive coordinators every two years just yeah. because those guys are leaving and they're still having high success. Yes. Uh so I I if that was the main reason I struggle with that just because he was with Sean McVay for a couple of years on yeah. the on the defensive side. Yep. That to me isn't the best way to practice or to, for a hiring practice, if right. you will, right? So, right. So I don't, I don't, you know. And then, and then the the only what I'm hoping to see tonight is, um, <laughs> well, that the Packers score more points that'd be great. <laughs> but what I'm hoping to see is I I don't know about you, but when I was, I mean, it was night and day difference between Detroit and Green Bay mm-hmm. last night watching watching the 49ers just fly around that field mm-hmm. and really, I mean. I felt like I could feel the hits through right. my TV. Yep. <laughs> so, I we just missed. We're missing that in Green Bay. Yeah. Um, where we're just getting we're just getting throttled in the trenches, and mm-hmm. I still believe uh, that that's where the games are still 100%. won. One hundred percent in the trenches, mm-hmm. and I don't believe that. I don't believe that sim- simply missing Bakhtiari changes it that much because mm-hmm. if you remember we came into the season and everyone was so high on our line play and the depth 
Right. Well, if Bakhtiari's gone and now all of a sudden we can't block for worth a lick, then you know, then we're in bigger trouble. Right. Or, or somebody was evaluating right. <laughs> wrong. Right. So um, I just want to see aggressiveness uh, where, you know, they're, they're going punch for punch mm-hmm. uh, with with Vegas, I think, on, on or with the Raiders. I think on, on paper, this should be a win. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't ac- expect, you know, the defense to totally shut down Devontae Adams. Um, but, but, th- I feel, or it would be nice to see them just load the box yep. and just say, Garoppolo, beat us with your arm. If right. we're going to lose this game, then let's lose it by your arm and Devonta Adams. Mm-hmm. Um, but if, if uh, who's the uh, running back for the J- Raiders? Uh, Jacobs. Jacobs. Yeah. I mean, if Jacobs is running all day, which he, I mean, statistically through four games, they shouldn't. Right. They're the only team that's worse than Green Bay in rushing. There you go. So. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So... Um, so don't let them have that breakout yeah, game. Yeah, you know? I'm sorry, but if 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 they're over a hundred yards uh, on the ground with Jacobs, Barry shouldn't even get on that plane. That that's... and that's the thing too. They got a bye week. You know, if you're going to make a move, wouldn't it be before the bye week? So whoever you yeah. know, if you're promoting within, they get an extra week yeah. or something like that. That's yeah. what I, I look at. Like, is this a game? I know some people are saying no, it's not. And I get that, but like, if for me, if you're going to make a move and he still and the defense still struggles tonight, this would have to be the time yeah. to to make a move. Yeah. Well, and that yeah, yeah. Either make a move, and if you're not going to make a move, then okay. So tonight you're coming off a mini buy because mm-hmm. you did a Thursday, and now yep. uh, now you got a mini buy, so it's Monday night. Then you have a buy next week. If you if we don't. Or if they don't see any improvement tonight, especially in two weeks, mm-hmm. then something. I mean, you've got all this time yeah. to either self self scout, which I understand there's not a whole lot of uh, film to self scout right now because mm-hmm. it's such an early buy. But between self scouting and just knowing the glaring weaknesses right now and what's not happening, if mm-hmm. if those things aren't if we're not even seeing things getting fixed, then yes, I I don't, I, you know, yeah, <laughs> you got to make a change, right? I mean, otherwise you're really willing to go what week seven, how, how many more weeks? Like ten games, well, whatever it is. Yeah, and you're going into so so if you don't pick up the win tonight and we don't see improvement, you're going into Denver, right? I mean, who's worse than Chicago? Right, I mean, Denver. Exactly. So, so I'm like, if you can't, I mean, you, you're talking about two games that would be perfect to fix mm-hmm. these mistakes. And I just think, you know, I don't, I don't know if they're not playing for Barry, right? Um, because you saw some of those where, um, you know, it was uh, Jair who came up and didn't even attempt to tackle. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know what that is. Right. Like, what? That's, that's what, like going to that when you talk about the physicality. I immediately thought of Detroit, like. Aaron Jones took a lot of nasty hits in that yeah. Thursday game. Yeah, yeah. And you mentioned the 49ers. You know, the way they go about it, like, just everybody meets at the ball, mm-hmm. and they're physical with that. Yeah. Like, that's that's what I want. They're flying around, yeah. and they're popping guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can just – I mean, you could see it last night with uh, the Cowboys. The Cowboys – I mean, Parsons. I mean, for a minute there, everybody was comparing him to the next – To LT. LT. Yeah. You know, and now today everybody's like, okay, we need to tap our brakes because they did an amazing job of just shutting him down. Mm-hmm. And I didn't see anything crazy. 
but they were they were just more physical than Parsons. And the thing is, if you ask general fans to name more than maybe one or two guys on either the 49ers defense or the Lions defense, I don't think a lot of people could. You know, right. Fred Warner for the 49ers, and then, you know, you got Bosa, obviously, who's one of the best. But then after that, like in the back end, probably a lot of people can't name them. Same yeah. with the Lions. But that's because they're playing as a whole team. Yeah. That that collective group there, it's a mindset. So my, my question for you would be, um, you know, you had Matt LaFleur, Aaron Rodgers paired together. You know, and I always believe that the team takes on the personality of the mm-hmm. coach. I agree. What is LaFleur's personality? It's a really good question. Because, you know, it, just the physicality, have we really seen that in a while? Mm-hmm. I, I don't remember the last time we saw something where we're like, holy cow, this team, mm-hmm. this team comes in and is they're being the bullies. They're not being bullied. Mm-hmm. Like we saw, right. like we've seen really the, I would say the last couple of years and, you know, and I mean, I'm a, I can't knock him too much cause I'm a guy that wears my emotions on my shoulders too. Um, but when, when you're tearing up ready to cry at halftime before the national audience, I'm mm-hmm. just like, what, what's his personality? I mean, cause when you, I, you know, Dan Campbell coming in, and what did he say about biting kneecaps biting off? Biting kneecaps and stuff. Mm-hmm. They've taken on that persona. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's Detroit right now. Well, even like, and I know some people say, well, he's an offensive coach, but I look at a guy like Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. Yep. And who's an offensive guy, but he just, when you listen to him talk and just kind of his mindset, I mean, he gives the presence of a physical, yeah. no nonsense, BS type of guy, too. Yeah. And then even like Mike McDaniel in Miami, who just has yeah. like that swagger, if you want to call it. Like, but you you know, sweatshirt and yoga pants and yeah. white sneakers. It's like okay, yeah, yeah. But he had you could kind of tell his per, you know his personality. You, yeah. you kind of know his mindset there a little bit. But you make a good point about Mallet Floor seems really guarded. Yeah, and may, maybe it's different behind the scenes in that. But I agree with you. Like, what what is that? makeup what is that personality yeah and, of that? And, and, and and i asked that question only because i also felt not to not to steer the train too no. far off the tracks but i felt that with chris and badgers yeah that um at the end of chris's era with the badgers i'm like you know when you listen to the guy speak in front of the media when you watch him on the sidelines i'm like the badgers just took on his personality mm-hmm. and there was just nothing there's just like whatever right like it was just there was no excitement that you know you saw the Badger players just feel like they lost a step. They weren't flying around the field like like mm-hmm. they used to. So, uh, uh, unlike when there was like Bielema, who was just like he was all over the place, and you could just yep. feel the energy. So, um, yeah, it, it'll be interesting. I you know, again, couch coach, yeah, you know, or couch GM, I guess you could say, because I, you know, it'd be interesting to see how this whole season plays out with Matt Lafleur. Joe Barry and that that idea of uh, personality. Mm-hmm. I think uh, you know whenever you come on now, like Mondays and such, we're yeah. going to name our segments Couch Coach. Couch Coach. The Let's week, do it. Weekend Hangover Couch Coach or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Oh my God, that would be awesome. I think that's what we're going to. You just gave me because I idea. am phenomenal at it. <laughs> my brother can't stand it because he's like, you go out and read all the blogs and then you spew all this stuff. You couch coach. <laughs> That's what we're calling it now is, okay. is, is couch coach. 
Couch Coach with A. A. Ron. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Every every Monday uh, on the pod. <laughs> and what's funny for all the listeners, uh, my mom wouldn't let me play football. I never played a mm-hmm. snap in football because I was just I was way too small. Yeah. But you know I love watching it, um, and I love thinking I know more than the coaches on any given Sunday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of us do though too. That's that's like when you know everybody will ask me like for for the radio show and that like football is bread and butter for audience participants like yep. you know it's the easiest days are when your team loses yeah the the day after and i saw another i was reading something it was a sports media website and another radio host in new york said i think it was actually chicago said the easiest day is after the easiest show to do is when the bears lose yep and it's, he's exactly right yeah like if everything's going good there's not a whole lot to complain about no but no. when it's bad we all know what how to fix it. Oh yeah, I yeah. know how to fix it. You know how to fix it. Everybody else knows how to fix it. Oh god! But the people at twelve sixty five apparently don't know how to fix exactly, it. Exactly. Exactly. So. I mean, if you, and if you ever, if I ever want to feel good, if I ever want to feel good about uh, being a Packer fan after a loss, um, uh, the best antidote to that is listening to the Viking vent line after a Viking loss. Oh, boy. <laughs> that will make you feel better about being a Packer fan. But, you know, you're right. Any any fan base, mm-hmm. I mean, when they're, when they're losing, everybody knows. And now in the day of Twitter and social media, you know, you can constantly be the couch coach mm-hmm. 24-7. Well, I remember just a few years ago, there was, like, Duke fans wanting Coach K gone. Yeah. And I'm like, Really? You know, you want to talk about maybe entitled or something, you yeah. know, just because they haven't won a, a title in a few years. It's yeah. like, give us one. Yep. Just give us one. Yeah. Sort of thing. So kind of going, you want to bring up the curse? The curse? The curse discussion. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I think you you and uh, who was it? That was Luke. Luke, yeah. I think. Yeah, it, just it needed start- to define what a curse was. Yeah, because it was it was Mark Tauscher tweeted out yeah. that uh, you know some people are saying that Wisconsin fans are cursed. It was after the Brewers lost. Yes, or yes, something like curse. That. Yep. And you know, yep. is it a curse or a blessing? And I don't think Wisconsin fans are cursed. But if you're asking if I had to rank which one was close, yeah. it's between it's between Packers and Brewers. And I gave a slight edge to, to the Packers because I mostly went with. How they lost their games, like yep. hail mary or fit, what? Not not that. Uh, but you know what I'm talking about. The onside, the onside kick. Onside kick. Yep. Yep. Uh, you know, 2011 team went 15 and one. They lose in the playoff first round of the Giants. Yep. You know those games. And like, the Tom Brady Buccaneers were. Yep. We were up. What? Wasn't there a couple minutes left? Yeah, in the and then you know Bakhtiari tears his ACL yes. two weeks before yep. that. Yep. You know those type of games. Like I just look at moments like, okay. It's the, the individual moments, you yep. know, or games or something like that. It's like, yeah, you I know, that, that sort of, sort I of thing. That. I don't think Wisconsin is cursed it by any means. I mean, look at Minnesota. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, I, I know. I'll, I'll say that. That's... <laughs> <laughs> like, I would if if you're telling me which one would I rather have, I'm taking Wisconsin 11 times out of 10. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, when yeah. I when I when we went over to the Minnesota State Fair. And they have those advertisements above the urinals, mm-hmm. and ninety uh, percent of the advertisements above the urinals is, uh, what is it? I think it's from uh, Score North. Is yep. their name? Yep. Um, with Phil Mackey. Yep. Um, their slogan is "Just one before I die," <laughs> and that's all these signs above wow. urinals on Minnesota. And I'm thinking, 
that's a cursed franchise. Yeah. Right <laughs> when the when you got to say that, and that's when I texted in to say, yeah, I mean, when my 14 year old has theoretically witnessed a Super Bowl win, mm-hmm. I don't see us as being super cursed. But I totally understand when you when you rank them that way, and you think about, and I think the the struggle was is everybody everybody compares um, a uh, NFL dynasty to what Brady and Belichick did, yes. and so they just assume we can do that or bingo or, and i don't and that was so far out of the norm i think that was you know? that was an outlier right so you know to be able to do you know yeah i i understand the whole two hall of fame quarterbacks for over 30 years and you only have two super bowls to show for it but i'm like but that's two super bowls mm-hmm. those are correct me if i'm wrong but those are really hard yeah to do. Yeah, and I, I totally agree with you because I think people looked at what New England did and Brady and Belichick, yep. and that was like the worst thing to happen to like teams like Green Bay, you know, yep. or like a New Orleans that only won one, two, you know, those teams that years past we'd be celebrating that. But because New England was just so dominant, that just set the bar. It changed the conversation for yeah. a lot of people. Yeah. And now you're just looking for the next dynasty, yeah. whether it's the Chiefs or whoever it yep. will be. But. And that's the thing is today. Today is, uh, what is it, week five mm-hmm. of the NFL, and today I think you could safely say it's, you know, it's what, the 49ers, it's the Eagles, mm-hmm. you can throw Seattle in there, the Cowboys, and then really on week five you can say everybody else is just pretenders, right? Right. Um, but, you know, talk to us at the end of December. Right. I mean, who knows, uh, with injuries and everything, we could be... That's that's just what I love about the, the yeah. NFL is the pair just how every every team no matter what has a chance and you go into these games thinking KC should be able to blow out the Vikings mm-hmm. um, and yet how many of these games come down to who has the ball last and whether they're successful right. or not and that's what I think that's I think that's what everybody I think that's why NFL is so blasted fun to watch it is and that's where you know to wrap it up I look at tonight's yep. game as. Green Bay gets that. They're three and two. They're in that group of teams that are three and two. Yep. Dallas is three and two. Yep. You want to do AFC? Buffalo's three and two. Yeah. You know those teams are there. It's you go three and two in the bye week. I will be satisfied. Yes. You know report cards, first grade, first quarter report yep. cards, and that I would be happy about that. Yeah. Heading into that. Yep. Yep. I would too. So who do you got? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Green Bay. Okay. I'm gonna go like a field goal, twenty-three twenty. Somewhere on there. Okay. I just think you've got to control time of possession. You can't have the three and outs. You can't have negative yards. And just stop the run, please. Just just please stop the run. <laughs> I'm going I yes. Green Bay, I say I say twenty four seventeen. Okay. But I don't think it's that close. Yeah. I think maybe it's, this is one of those games where you use Maybe like a 24-10 with a couple minutes yeah, left. Yeah, yeah, a couple thing. minutes left, and mm-hmm. I think this could be one where you could say, "Yep, they showed up because mm-hmm. they had something to something to prove." Mm-hmm. Though, yeah, I hope to God they don't play this game with you know thinking about next week in the bye. Right. <laughs> and they already have their head, yeah. you know, mentally they're checked out, and and maybe that the, actually helped that they had a mini bye before then. Yeah. That, I yeah. don't know, but I'm we'll grasping see. at straws there, so. All right, dude. Appreciate right. it, man. We Great got, couch coaching right there. Couch coaching. That's the name of our new Monday segments. That's perfect. I always yes. look for those liners to name something. Yeah. So, 
A-A-Ron. Again, check out uh, YouTube.com. Is it uh, YouTube.com slash No Idea Outdoors? Yep, No Idea Outdoors. Perfect. On the YouTube. I love it. Go check out some awesome videos. They do, you and your brother do a fantastic job. So go check it out and like their Facebook page over yeah. there too. So. Sounds good. Dude, we'll catch up with you again soon. Uh, enjoy the game. Yeah, will do. I'll be seeing you on Twitter. You got it, bud. That's going to do it for this episode of the Man Cave Podcast. And before I forget, today's password keyword is going to be deer. D-E-E-R, in honor of Aaron from No Ideas, joining us for this episode of the podcast. Big thanks to Aaron. Don't forget to follow and subscribe to the Man Cave podcast on your favorite podcasting platforms. And as a quick reminder, how do you enter that keyword? Just go to sportstalk1051.com, scroll under the podcast tab, select Man Cave podcast, boom, enter it there. Or just text the word CAVE. 2715-830-1912 and you'll automatically get a link sent to you where you can enter that keyword. The more keywords you enter from each episode, more points you're going to get, better the prizes, experiences, all that good stuff. I'm Dan and I will talk to you on the next episode of the Man Cave Podcast.